0: Here's a bit of e-commerce trivia. (laughs) Did you know that 9 out of 10 UK shoppers will abandon a store using US dollars? Or that if someone leaves your store to use a currency converter, 2 out of 3 won't return? Not showing the default local currency might be one of the biggest contributors to your e-commerce bounce rate. And if you ship internationally, a multi-currency app is an absolute must. And the folks at Bold make the best multi-currency app out there. Here's why. It auto-detects where your customers are shopping from, and shows them their correct currency. So you don't lose them in the first second that they load the site. And of course it also syncs real-time with currency databases too, so it's always up to date. But it has a few other neat tricks as well, such as rate padding. So if you set it to sync real-time rates, but want to pad the conversion by a few percent, eh, to make a little for yourself, you can do that too. It also supports vanity pricing, which I think is neat. So if you want all your prices to end in, say, 99 cents, it could do that for you as well. And it's got all those features, but best of all, it's free. So I can't even offer you a special extended trial, because there isn't one. Just go to the App Store and search Bold Multi Currency. That's bold multi-currency in the app store. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder... SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes. And their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, and today we're talking about how to make more money in 2018. So, we have seen in the last several years, Facebook has been this extraordinary channel for making money with your Shopify store, for advertising to to new prospects using lookalike audiences, and increasing touch points by remarketing people and walking them through a sales funnel where you can have like a four or five step sequence in Facebook ads. Um, and then combine that with just the, the tremendously granular attribution uh, system that that Facebook has added. And it's just, it's so easy. And as long as you're willing to put the time into experimenting with it and a little bit of money, you can get uh, a return on ad spend with Facebook ads. In the We're seeing like, you know 4x isn't entirely realistic to spend a, you spend a dollar on a facebook ad and then sell 4 bucks in your shopify store to you know we we've seen a few stores doing 5 6 7x return on ad spend so once you can get a positive return on ad spend in facebook ads you know you're able to to track it and then you could step on the gas you know just keep keep upping the budget as long as that return on ad spend maintains and grow a store that way so it makes it this really um, accessible, easy way for everyone to advertise their products, and um, and and grow their business and scale their their online store sales. But there is an issue. The thing is changing all the time. It feels like every time I log into Facebook, it has you know the the interface has changed, or there's new fe- features, or there's new ad types, or new targeting options. Where like even I sometimes feel like I'm I'm falling behind and having trouble keeping up with the thing. Um, so to join uh, joining us to walk us through it and figure out all right what should we be doing what's going to work in 2018 with Facebook ads for e-commerce is Moitsa our friend Moitsa uh, Moitsa how do you say your, your new last name you were recently married what's it
1: It's Jovet?
0: <laughs> Jovet yeah <All> right.
1: perfect <laughs>
0: we've, we've got Moitsa Jovet. oh I'm so worldly now uh, and she she's been on the show before she's a facebook ads expert author international speaker and her work focuses on helping multi-million dollar businesses generate leads and increase profits with carefully mindfully developed facebook advertising strategy so that they could devote their time to other aspects of their business right you only have even if you had infinity money you only have so much time to devote and she's also the author of the facebook ads manual Everything You Need to Know to Get Started, and the creator of the Facebook Ads Academy. Moitza, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you.
0: Good. Thank you for joining us. Okay. Number one, your husband just bought an M3 race car, and that's what I want to talk about. Okay,
1: perfect. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did I did see that. That was super cool. That puts my race car to shame.
1: Well, um, he has a good sponsor. What can I say? <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: okay. So, what... So, Facebook ad strategy, when we're talking about. Um, so, like, a, people say Facebook ads and then Facebook ad strategy. What do you mean? Is it like life is not as simple as just I throw up an ad and show it to as many people as I can afford and then just money starts flying out of my computer. That's not how it works.
1: Exactly. and But that's how most most people think that's how it works. So they think that Facebook is a plug and play system. They come and since they're paying money to Facebook, they have to get something back immediately. So they start with promotional ads, but nothing happens. Some people, some companies don't even implement a Facebook pixel to their page, which means that they can do retargeting. And when they get nothing back, they get disappointed and pretty much quit the Facebook advertising game. So like you said, it's not that simple. But if you invest a little bit of time into research and just researching what works, what doesn't work, and how to move forward, as you said, you'll be able to quickly forex x um, all of your results and you'll be getting that money that you've invested in Facebook right back.
0: Very good. Okay, so if I'm thinking of... of- going with Facebook ads and using them in a um, a mindful and concerted and structured way. What do we mean? What's uh, what? What's the, the structure that makes sense? What is the strategy or approach that I should start with? What's step one?
1: Step one, implement a Facebook pixel to your page or Shopify store or whatever you have. <laughs> uh, that's the step that most people forget. Uh, they know that, I mean, I get a lot of emails from people asking, I know that there is retargeting on Facebook, but... I can't seem to find the button to turn that retargeting on, but it's, Uh yeah, (laughs) they think it's a button in Facebook ads manager that they just press and it automatically connects to their page and that's it. It's not how it works, but it's a very simple process of just getting a Facebook pixel in their Facebook ads manager, copy pasting it to their page, or with Shopify store, you have, you have all the apps or it just makes everything simpler. Um, and you do that. It's a two minute task and that's it. You have your Facebook pixel. Uh, you have it implemented on your page, on your store, and you can do whatever you want. You can start retargeting now. So,
0: so in the past, it, was, it wasn't it was the case, but now um, it certainly is. You create your Facebook account. It's free. They give you or Facebook ads account. It's free. They give you what's called a Facebook pixel. It's just an identifying number um, for your account. And then in Shopify, under online store settings, there is a, a place that says Facebook pixel ID. You paste the number there. Click save. You're done. That's it. Shopify now uh, handles all of the reporting for you. So... Uh, when someone visits your site, it'll tell it'll go run back tell Facebook, and then it will also turn around, um, and tell them, okay, these are the events that happened. Like they added a cart, they checked out here, they made a purchase, and this is what uh exactly to the penny what the purchase was for. So then you can enable this automatic tracking, and if you want to take it a step further, um, you can uh give a feed of your your product catalog to Facebook where Facebook now knows, okay, here are your products, and then you can use that for, that's where you could do the really fancy dynamic remarketing.
1: That's another thing that people forget about, the product catalog. Um, So they do the traditional ads of uploading an image of the product to Facebook and then just kind of, I mean, you, you can do the, uh, like the cart abandonment or the, like the very smart retargeting without the product catalog, but it's so simple to implement a product catalog with Shopify. Um, and when I talk, I talk to a lot of Shopify store owners who don't know that it, that exists. So if anyone, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast, I urge you all to do that today. So implement a Facebook pixel and upload that product catalog to Facebook and you'll be good to go. You'll be like 50% there. It's just a few last steps and you can get your first campaign up and running.
0: Yeah, I think at at this point, um, I would say majority of people have figured out that, oh, I put my Facebook pixel in and I've got got this tracking or it adds something. And they don't necessarily know what it is, but they get as far as that. The adding the product catalog... That's the part that a lot of people miss because I think it's more technical, um, especially if you're doing it like directly in Facebook. Mm-hmm. There are apps that'll make it easier and do it for you, but you you know you're paying extra for no no particularly good reason. Um, yeah, like uh, I think shoelace is a good example of that. Um, okay, so what's the? I set up my Facebook Pixel. I said I've got my my catalog in there. Now what is what's my approach? What do I do next?
1: So if you have a well-established base of website visitors, and you have some sort of asset to work with, or an email list, or just something to begin with, you can start with. You can start retargeting, um, because retargeting is the most powerful uh, approach to use Facebook ads. I recently worked with an e-commerce company, and we generated four hundred percent ROI just using simple retargeting. So someone uh, uh, visits a page. For your product, for that specific product, and you show them that same exact product on Facebook again. Um, So I would start with retargeting if you have that existing asset, so people that you can retarget to. But if you don't have that, you definitely need to take it a step back and start with acquisition. So the typical structure I go for when I'm working with e-commerce companies is the first level is acquisition. Second level is retargeting. And the third level is retention. Acquisition being targeting cold audiences um, With maybe traffic ads or directly to products depends on how successful you are and if you have experience running Facebook ads. So, second, retargeting, which we already talked about. And the third one is retention, so trying to upsell something to existing clients. So, that's the structure I go for. as mentioned before, if you have assets to work with, if you have people to retarget to, you can go directly for retargeting and then move back into the acquisition. So you make your um, your whole strategy scalable. If you don't have that, there's no problem in starting with acquisition and targeting cold audiences, playing around with the settings a little bit, and seeing which people, uh, perfor- which audience performs better than the other one.
0: Okay. So the, if I have an existing store, I'm in luck because I've got um, several options already to target my audience. I've got, I can export my customer list, I can export my newsletter list, and I could retarget uh, people who are looking at my Facebook page. If I'm, and like we want to start with retargeting because then we're, we're eliminating the guesswork as to how to find exactly. an audience. Yeah. And then Like if we find one that works, we could generate a look like audience off of that and then try and... Um, hopefully that expands our audience. If I have no audience at all, I'm starting at zero. What do I do?
1: What I would, so you have no email list as well, like no email list. So no audience. That's where I would do the, the cold targeting. I mean, you pretty much at that point, you don't have, uh, any options left. So you have to do a little bit of cold targeting. So, um, usually when I start with clients, I do promote, So when I start with e-commerce clients and they have no existing audience whatsoever, we do cold targeting, but not necessarily promoting strictly products, but we go into general promotion of the store with, um, using some neat images of just collection of products, maybe a large image or collection, um, collection format. And we do that. We optimize for clicks rather than purchases. So we generate as many clicks as possible and as large of an audience as possible that we can later retarget to. So... I, like I said, you have no options at that point. So try to really nail down the cold audience with targeting behavior. So you can target people that spend a little, that are online shoppers, for example, that spend a little bit more money online. And that's a good way to start with. If you're advertising, if you're selling, let's say fashion clothes, you have people Uh, You you have an interest in Facebook Ads Manager where you can target people that are interested in fashion, maybe specific brands, and really come close to your target audience. I would also, if you're starting out, I would do a little bit of A-B testing. So try to launch an ad set with one particular set of interests and another ad set with a different set of interests and see which ad set performs better so you can narrow that down later on.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, so it's a lot of it, it's some uh, some best guess, some uh, informed informed guesswork and then just testing different audiences and ads. Um, is there a way to tell if you're you know you, you've got three components here you've got your your offer, your ad, and the audience, the targeting. How do you know which is the one that, that is creating the bottleneck?
1: So you have to test one thing at a time. (laughs) That's the most important, important thing. So you figure out exactly what performs better and what doesn't. A lot of people make the mistake of A-B testing 10 different things at a time. So they do, they launch ads, they launch A-B tests for different visuals and then A-B tests for different uh, audiences at at once so you have to do that one step at a time so maybe first of all just launch a set of a b tests for testing the audience and then as you figure out which audience responds better uh than the other one just go with that audience and a b test different images and different uh different texts and so on
0: okay so essentially it's um you know, it, it's a lot of it's testing and guesswork and taking a informed, slow and steady approach here. What is uh, what's a, a reasonable budget to be working with when I'm? Because early on, I'm I should expect to not um to to lo- I should expect to lose money as I'm I'm testing these things. What what's some reasonable? Uh, reasonable budgets to work with to kind of set expectations? Uh,
1: It really depends on the products that you're selling and the prices of those products. But usually if you're really just like, like I said, starting from scratch, you have no retargeting possibilities, no audiences to work with, but you're really just testing, A-B testing, trying different things and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. I would start with like $50 a day uh, and do that for one week. And after one week of experimenting and running those ads, take a step back, pause the campaigns and observe what was happening in the background and how everything performs and works together and then make a decision how to move forward. But I wouldn't go over that to be honest, because Uh, even like I started, uh, whenever I start working with a client and even if they have a ton of budget to work with, we really need to start slow. If they have no existing assets, we don't exactly know in which direction to go. And I don't want to be spending a ton of money and getting nothing back. So we really start slow with, let's say $50 a day, $100 a day, and then move one step at a time.
0: Okay. Makes sense. Um, all right. So let me throw a couple ideas at you for targeting my, my top of funnel traffic. Let's say I've got an existing Shopify store. I have existing uh, quite a few existing orders. So let's say we've been doing this a year. I would go in um, and I would export all of my customers. I'd export everyone who made a purchase. And then I'd also, uh, using Klaviyo, this one's pretty easy, you can make a segment of, say, everyone who has made Repeat purchases, or everyone who has spent more than X dollars, and I'd export those. I'd put them into Facebook, and I'd run the Audience Insights tool, and I'd say, "Huh, are there, you know, are there anything like demographically obvious or specific about these people? Like, do they fit into a very specific range?" And the Audience Insights tool is free, so at this point, I haven't spent any money. Um, And then I generate lookalike audiences, which is going to perform like which is. Am I narrowing it too far if, say, my cold traffic is a lookalike audience of only my VIP customers, the people who spent over X dollars or made multiple purchases, and then I take it a step further? Because Facebook will target, like, minimum, it's either a million or two million people in a lookalike audience. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, is it going too far to then, because not a lot of people know this, you can use your, in your lookalike audience, you can then narrow it down. You could filter it. Um, uh, to use my the demographic data from my audience at sites tool and then layer it on top of my lookalike audience to narrow that 2 million people down? So, Am I getting too laser-focused?
1: So, great question. And I... W- when they launched lookalike audiences and the feature where you can narrow down that lookalike audience, I did that same exact A/B test. So what happens if I upload a lookalike audience and do nothing, like I don't narrow it down, I leave the that lookalike audience? Um, like it's like you said, it's a pro, it's usually around two million uh, people in that lookalike audience, and with one test, I just left left that as it is. But with another, I narrowed it down based on the information I got from audience insights. And to be honest, the lookalike audience that wasn't narrowed down performed better than the lookalike audience that was narrowed down and it I did that AB test multiple time uh, multiple times with different clients and it was always the same thing so the lookalike audience that wasn't narrowed down performed a lot better than the one that was narrowed down based on the interest that I got from audience insights and it all comes down to Facebook still knowing some things that you don't know or that they maybe cannot show in audience insights. So, but, but Facebook is, I mean, it's smart already and it's getting smarter every day. So what they do is as soon as you get the, the, those first conversions or first clicks or whatever you're optimizing for, they analyze the people that made the conversion And they then, you know, um, adjust their optimization to target similar people to them. But you cannot know, you know, how exactly to optimize that. So Facebook is smart. And I usually just upload the lookalike audience to Facebook and let them do their job and it always performs better than if I narrow it down because usually then I get to like you said um, the focus is definitely too narrow and maybe Facebook knows something in the background that I don't so um, I kind of just leave it now as it is and like I said just do like, let Facebook do the work that they need to do
0: so I, sh- I should not question the machine the machine is smarter than me yes that's what I'm
1: absolutely to. Okay. yeah.
0: Um, and we've seen like with other machine learning tools, we've seen that where it's just, it is so hard to outperform a machine learning algorithm. Cause like, it's just, it is, it, it is totally rational. You can't, you can't outsmart it. Um, all right. So does the lookalike audience work better if I do, if I take that VIP approach or like, should I give it, should I give it the newsletter or the customer list or like the VIP 1% of customers?
1: VIP 1% of customers. Um, okay. Again, I did, <laughs> I did so many A-B tests. I'm always curious. And I do that with, I mean, I do urge all of the listeners to A-B tests, you know, these hypotheses themselves. That said, when I did that with multiple clients, like the VIP list, the customers, or like the top customers, they always outperform the like the general list or just general customers or website visitors, for example. So I would go with the VIP with the top percent.
0: All right. So did we cover... Um... Like what the the essential structure is that a Facebook ad strategy for an e commerce business should be. Yep. Did we touch on that already? Acquisition,
1: okay. retargeting, and retention. Maybe the retention we can talk a little bit about.
0: Yeah. Or- All right. So yeah, we talked a lot about acquisition, um, the retargeting. The answer is you know is segment it. Um, you know, if they've added to cart, you want to treat those people differently than those who just viewed products. Using the dynamic remarketing with your product catalog uh, helps a lot to have very like personalized, specific ads. Um, but those are like those remarketing ads they're much cheaper and you're only showing ads to people who have raised their hands and said hey you know I, I'm interested because I visited the site so tell me about the the retention ads so those happen post purchase right
1: that happens post purchase so you have okay. you've retargeted people and you have now so some of those people made a purchase and now you have a list of existing customers And now what you want to do is you don't want to just leave those existing customers and say, okay, I mean, you purchased the product, goodbye, that's it for now. But you do want to upsell them something. So you have someone that has already spent some money. And those people usually tend to spend a little bit more money if they have the opportunity to do so. So what I do with my clients, whenever I work with them, um, we have some products that we want to upsell. So maybe they buy something and we have a product that, fits with the product that they already purchased. So we tend to offer them that product again in newsfeed um, and giving them some sort of a discount because they are an existing uh, an existing customer. And that's where uh, retention comes in. So retention part of, that's the last part of the structure that I usually uh, use with my clients.
0: Okay, makes sense. Um, yeah, we, we do a similar thing. Um, you can also do like some other offers could be Either, hey, make an you know, um, open-ended, just make a second purchase, here's a coupon code, okay. and obviously like you need to set an expiration date. Um, I think a specific offer probably works best, but again, it's one of those, like there's no reason to not run all offers and see what performs best. Um, or this could be a good opportunity if you have like a loyalty or affiliate program to uh, advertise that as well.
1: Yeah, that, that that's perfect, but um, like you said, I mean, people tend to forget about the customer. So when they make a purchase, they just kind of finish that right there and they leave them and never contact them or never show them an ad again. But definitely don't do that And maintain that quality relationship with them, targeting them every now and then with special offers, upsells and so on. We do that immediately after they make a purchase as well. Uh, just so they, we nudge them a little bit again and they tend to like those ads tend to perform really great as well.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm digging it. I mean, this is like, it's a lot of stuff that we do now with our Facebook ads. Um, but it, it's always interesting to hear someone else who has like come independently come to the same conclusions about stuff. So it's kind of I'm asking some leading questions and then I'm like I'm hoping you'll you'll confirm what we're doing already. Um but it it is nice to hear. All right. So we've covered a lot of like what you should be doing for 2018 and it really is no different than what we have figured out to do in 2017. What are some of those um those new features that Facebook has released, you know, in the the past quarter, the past several months that we should be playing with.
1: Oh my God, they have been, uh, like, like you said. They've been busy. Yeah, they've been really busy. Like literally every day when I, there was like, that happened two weeks ago. And every day that I opened up my Facebook ads manager, there was something new. Even today, there was something new again. And I'm like freaking out. I have to update my book um, every day something launches. Um, but really like I, there was this one feature that was- Hold on,
0: what's the name of the book? Plug the book.
1: Um, the Facebook ads manual, everything you need to know to get started.
0: <laughs> and if I want to find it, how do I do it?
1: Uh, you go to my page, superspecmedia.com and you'll find a banner there. It's All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: All right. So, uh, go ahead. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was this feature that was launched two weeks ago, and it's great for anyone that has international clients, so that they sell to um, the U.S., Europe, wherever. So uh, it's it's called language optimization, and it's in the ad level. So previously, if you ran multiple ads to multiple countries, you definitely want to optimize for the language um, that country is using and the citizens of that country are using. Um, And you had to create different ad sets. So there was, for example, one ad set for France, one ad set for the US, one ad set for Germany. Now, you don't need to do that. You just need one ad set, but within the ad level, you'll be able to create and launch different languages. And Facebook will optimi- uh, automatically optimize the ads for the country that is going to, is going to be targeting in the, ad, uh, in the ad set. So, for example... Uh, on the ad set level, you'll decide that you want to retarget all of your website visitors in France, in Germany, and in the US. And on the ad level, you'll just click one button and input different languages, and Facebook will opt- automatically optimize for for different different languages. Does that make sense?
0: It absolutely does. Um, yeah, no, that that's super cool. What uh, are there others? I, ap- Absolutely. <laughs> How many are there? Oh my God, a lot. Like that, I, that one I have not even, I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, I kind of heard about that. No, flat out didn't know.
1: Yeah, that, I think that was launched- a week or two weeks ago, and it slowly, it's slowly—it's still rolling out. I just got it today for one client of mine, but for my personal account, I still don't have that feature. Um, so I think that by the time this uh, this episode is released, everyone will have this. Um, so the other features are, for example, one is dynamic creative. So previously, if you wanted to run different A-B tests, testing different um, visuals, graphics, and call to actions, you again had to do that manually with launching different ad sets or on the ad level uh, and automatically create different um, combinations of copy and visuals. Now you don't need to do that. In the ad set level, you just Toggle between dynamic creative off or dynamic cre- uh, creative being on. And then, in the ad level, you input different visuals and different, um, different, uh, different copy, and Facebook will show different combinations to your target audience. And based on those combinations, they'll see which combination performs better, and then push and invest a little bit more money into the combination that outperforms every other combination. That's another great feature that Facebook launched. Um, that is, for example. Optimizing for landing page views is another one that was launched, I think, a month ago. So previously, if you wanted to increase traffic to your website, all you could do is optimize for link clicks. That was it. But link clicks was you got charged for a link click when someone clicked on the link on, um, that you advertised. They didn't need to wait for the page to load. So as soon as they clicked, you got charged. Now Facebook changed that and you can toggle between optimizing for link clicks which is what I just explained or optimizing for landing page views but landing page views are different because landing page tr- landing page view triggers when someone clicks on the link and then waits for your page to load and that's when you get charged um, I've seen great results with that. Naturally, landing page views are a little bit on uh, a little bit ex- more expensive than link clicks. That said, the audience that actually waits for the page to load is definitely more qualified than the audience that just clicks on the link. Um, and another big update that is might be really interested for uh, interesting for all the e-commerce uh, uh, e-commerce store owners. Are Canvas templates or full screen experiences? So um, now a user doesn't even, even need to leave the leave Facebook in order to make a purchase or in order to see a unique offer or whatnot. So you have the full screen experience. Um, and Facebook launched. Uh, so let me show, <laughs> let me explain what that is. So you see an ad for a product or an offer. And previously when they clicked that ad, they got redirected to your page. And that was it? Now you don't need to do that so they can click on the ad and stay on Facebook while a full screen experience loads for them. That looks just like, like a page previously. Yeah, it, it's great because definitely, first of all, it loads quicker. People don't need to wait. Um, and now Facebook even has templates, which means that you don't need to manually put them together, which that that was a that was before the templates and it took a lot of time putting those pages together, but now Facebook has templates and all you do is choose the templates, switch the images and that's it. And it takes five minutes to create that canvas um, or to up uh, to personalize it. But you have like a unique page within a Facebook and people can make purchases. People can download lead magnets from there. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can imagine that uh, implementing Canvas would have a, a hugely positive impact because it's such like a better user experience. But, you know, when I was excited about Canvas when it first came out, but then I saw the amount of effort that went into building yes. a Canvas ad that I never once finished one. And I have yet to actually see one in the wild. Like, I don't click on a ton of Facebook ads, but I click on enough where you'd think, like, I should have seen one by now. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't. And I, so, I, you know, I... I will uh, – I'll, I'll make the assumption that everyone is lazy like me and didn't want to mess with it, um, whereas if there are templates, like, okay, great. That really yep. – giving me a starting point makes it much easier to do. So I, I should – we should revisit Canvas.
1: Uh, and it literally – I did I, – I created it today for a client, and it literally took me five minutes to adjust the template, to personalize it. You can add a video in it, whatever you want. Um, And I've also, I've seen one canvas in in the wild. (laughs) Um, I was lucky and it was such a pleasant experience Usually I'm used to pages uh, loading so slow when I click on an ad that I usually just leave without ever waiting for the page to load. But with Canvas, it was so well integrated in Facebook and just, like I said, overall pleasant experience. And um, so I'm looking forward uh, to experimenting with Canvas templates a little bit more as well. Very cool. Uh, Any others? Those are kind of What's the, your favorite? The big, dynamic creative. <laughs> That's my okay. favorite one. Uh, definitely oh, makes A-B testing so much easier and literally just, you know, F- Facebook knows best. So when Facebook lets me know which combination works better, uh, like I'm all in. Yes, definitely. I go with that combination. And it usually does perform better than any other, uh, any other combination. So uh, definitely dynamic creative is one of my favorite ones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, the dynamic creative it's like it's super easy to use. Like, you just have a variable for like product title, and you could stick it in there, and then you could customize it. So there, it lets you make these like very easy to use, um, like personalized remarketing ads. And you know, we'll use them for like, all right, I know person visited X product, and they uh, visited the cart. So now I could show them an ad that's like, hey, you know, you added like, don't let the don't let dy- you know product title get away. Um, so you could personalize it to your brand yep. so yeah we like um the dynamic creative we like a lot yep. those are very cool yep. i would agree that that's my favorite though these canvas templates that may that may be the the second cool thing oh, definitely- can i use can i use those dynamic variables in the canvas templates do you know
1: um i'm not sure to be honest i would have to check that out i don't think you can um, but to be honest facebook has been releasing updates so fast. And I'm pretty sure that's coming to Canvas template yeah. soon as well.
0: I would say if it's like, it, you know, it's a safe bet it doesn't do it now, but it will do it eventually. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. So what are, um, we've got like, we're talking about dynamic ads, and we've got video ads and image ads and text ads and sidebar, ad, like there's, and Canvas ad, there's so many ad types. And you know, we're talking about formats here. What's the, what are the ad types that an e-commerce company Definitely has to use like what what's the stuff you would start with?
1: Carousel that I think it's one of the most underestimated formats or types uh, that whenever I talk to an e-commerce company uh, that comes to me and I ask for, their, for the access to their Facebook ads manager. And I usually see that they're not running any carousel ads. So that's where I would start with. I think uh, this is a one format that e-commerce companies should definitely use or collections, um, especially having using a collection type of ad uh, with a video on top. So you have the landscape video on top. And at the bottom, you have those little squares of different products. That's what I've been seeing. uh, that, That was just so successful whenever we use that. We tend to... Invest a little bit more into the production of uh, of the video. So the video that we're essentially going to use on the top of the collection, but it's so worth it. Um, so we use the video on top with little squares um, that are product uh, in the bottom. And so the collection ads are definitely um, something that I would move forward as fast as possible. And then video. Um, people are still afraid. Of using videos as an ad, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Uh, it's probably. I was
0: going to say, why are they scared of it? I
1: know. um, I I usually don't find a reason. They one of the um, not not complaints, but one of the excuses has been that they are so hard to produce. But they're not. Even they're really not. You you just pick an iPhone, record something, and you have a video. It doesn't need to be. professionally made with, I don't know, uh, fancy graphics, just record a product, put it, the product that you sell, put it on a white table. Um, just arrange some, some decoration around it and record a three second shot maybe, and put that just to attract the attention of your target audience. And you've got yourself a video and I can guarantee that even a three to five second video will perform a lot better than just using a static, image and that's it. Um, so I would definitely encourage anyone that's listening today to just take a shot of, take a video, whether that is a five second one, 10 second one, 30 second one, doesn't matter. Just record a video, upload that to Facebook and start advertising videos because the difference in cost per acquisition, when I compare video to static images, Video outperforms an image every single time.
0: Oh yeah, fully agree. I mean, it it is tremendous. Um, but, and you're right, people are like, oh, we we gotta hire someone to produce videos. No, you don't. You've got, you know, the the phone in your pocket is a better quality camera than anything you could have bought ten years ago. It's unreal. And then on top of that, like you, oh, I don't want to edit it. Download iMovie. Download. Uh, here's a really cool, easy one. I have. Let me go look it up. Uh, Video Shop. It's a really cool iPhone app. Um, like, I do a weekly YouTube video. I record it on my phone, edited it on my phone, and uploaded from my phone. The whole workflow happens on my phone. Yep. Um, and the quality, like, it, it's amazing. I'm consistently um, and pleasantly surprised by it. But if you think about, like, Facebook, what is the thing people expect to see in their news feed? Photos and videos from their friends. Unless you're a professional photographer, you know, your friends are just uploading amateur crap from their phone and you love it like that's what we expect so if yours it like fits in with that then i'm you know i'm not going to skip over it i'm not going to see it as an ad so it can actually work to your advantage to take this like lo-fi homemade approach um, but at the same time like i think you know what's going on at, a video moves it is catchier than a photo um, in that sense and especially like with products i can't go you know, to your website physically, I can't see, touch, feel the product where a video moves. So even if you like just put your product on uh, like a lazy Susan and spin it and take a video of that for five seconds, you're right. Like that's so much is going to outperform a photo of the same thing every time.
1: And and there's another thing that needs to be mentioned here. And that is um, Facebook wants to compete with YouTube, with Vimeo, with other video platforms. And naturally they tend to promote videos more than they promote images. Um, another, uh, another reason why they're, why, why they're doing that is because people tend to spend more time on Facebook, uh, If they're watching videos, then if they're just scrolling through different images and through their news feeds, uh, reading text, and they want people to stay on Facebook for as long as possible, that's why they're pushing those videos higher up in the news feed. So when you're uploading videos natively to Facebook or when you advertise videos on Facebook, I can assure you that they are going to... Appear higher up in the newsfeed and you're going to get a much, much better results with the money invested than if you just upload an image and that's it.
0: Couldn't agree more. Moitza, we're coming to the end of our time together. What's one thing you wish every Shopify store owner would do?
1: Record a video. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Get your phone out and try it. Yeah, it's so easy, and I wouldn't believe it at first myself, but then I started. Uh, you mentioned that you record everything with your phone, upload it uh, to Facebook through your phone, and I did the exactly the same thing with my vlog, and I even uploaded I even advertised that vlog to my audience because it was something that they were interested in. I explained a little bit about Facebook there, and I recorded it with my phone edited uh, it with, I'm, th- there's an iMovie app for for iPhone. I did that and then uploaded it through my phone as well. And the ads that, uh, the, the video that I advertised, so the video that was shot with a phone and edited with a phone, it performed way better than like the professional f- photos that I took of myself and wrote something. So definitely I would urge everyone to just take a phone, in in their hands right now and record a 10-second to 30-second video and upload it to Facebook, boost it even for $10 and see what happens. And I can guarantee you that results are going to be amazing.
0: I remember, yeah, like seeing your vlogs and being so impressed by it and then asking you like, oh, how are you? <laughs> like, what are you filming with? And what are you editing with? And you said my phone and iMovie? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, whoa. So yeah, then I started, you know, I turned around and started doing it, doing it myself and and upping my game a little bit. And yeah, like it really is not difficult in the slightest.
1: Everyone asked me that at that point. So when I started uh, uh, uploading my vlog to my, my vlog videos to Facebook, everyone was asking, so how do you do that? How do you have all that time? And I was like, I literally took, I don't know, one minute, I recorded one minute a day or when I was in Germany, I recorded for a few minutes that day, and it literally took me—I don't know—just a few minutes to edit that, to cut all of the j- just the details that didn't really matter, and upload it to Facebook. And the results were amazing. So you have all the tools that you need for recording and editing and uploading video to Facebook. So you should definitely start doing it today.
0: Very cool. I like that tip. All right. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you?
1: So they can find me on superspicymedia.com uh, or on Twitter at Moitsa Mars. So I don't use my my new last name for that. So just stick with Moitsa Mars. Or I have a free Facebook ads email course on superspicymedia.com slash FB ads. It's a, it's a five-day course and it'll, all, it'll teach you about targeting, about the creative, what sort of visuals you should use. So you should definitely check that out as well. Or if anyone has any detailed questions questions or are in need of an advice or two, they can definitely email me at mojtasuperspicymedia.com. Usually it takes me 24 hours to reply, but I'll definitely get back to you as soon as possible.
0: I have I have heard about the horrors of your inbox. Oh Don't God. email Moitza. Go to her <laughs> website, superspicymedia.com slash FB ads. Download her, her Facebook ads, uh, uh, free book, PDF, lead magnet, etc. Um, full of great advice and... Moitza, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And that's it for us today at the Unofficial Shopify Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so please join our Facebook group, pull your phone out, search Unofficial Shopify Podcast, find the Unofficial Shopify Podcast group, come talk to us, or sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com, shoot me an email. Either way, you're going to find out whenever a new episode goes live. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can always apply at ethercycle.com slash apply. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's e-commerce-bootcamp.com.